BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Now it's time to talk about the news from Jackson, Mississippi. It's the capital of the state with the highest poverty rate in the nation and the second worst health care. It's a state where Trump got 58% of the vote and where three of the state's four members of Congress are Republicans. But the capital city of Mississippi has a mayor who aims to make Jackson what he calls the most radical city on the planet. The mayor is Chakwe Lumumba, and the nation's D.D. Gutton plan went to Jackson to talk to Chakwe Lumumba and see what's going on there. Don Gutton plan is the nation's editor at large. His book, American Radical, The Life and Times of I.F. Stone, was awarded the Sperber Prize for Biography. And his latest book, The Nation, A Biography, is available in print or as an ebook at thenation.com slash ebooks. We reached him today at home in London. Don Gutton plan, welcome back. Great to be here, John. Well, let's start with the basics. Who is Chakwe Lumumba? How did he get elected mayor of Jackson? Chakwe Lumumba is better known as Chakwe Antar Lumumba. In fact, his friends and his family all call him Antar, probably to distinguish him from his father, who was also called Chakwe Lumumba, and who was also the mayor of Jackson, Mississippi. Chakwe Sr. was elected mayor in 2013, but died after just a couple of months in office. And in the special election to succeed him, his son ran but did not win. So he was elected this June 2017, having been a civil rights attorney and an activist and a lawyer uh, and was a member of Jackson City Council. And what is Chakwe Antar Lumumba like? He's uh, young. He's articulate. He's very confident. He's very charming. I heard him in Chicago in the summers talk about wanting to make Jackson the most radical city in the country. And as someone who had grown up in the South, the idea that any place in Mississippi could be the most radical of anything uh, amazed me. <laughs> so I wanted to go down and see what he was trying to do and also see what he was up against. Because, you know, Mississippi is not a, a state we associate with the bleeding edge of social progress in America. <laughs> And let's talk about the family history here. The name Chakwe Lumumba itself has a history. Yes. Well, his father uh, was born Edwin Tolliver and changed his name when he joined something called the Republic of New Africa, which was a nationalist separatist group that in the 70s essentially advocated for 
a reversal of the Great Migration. So for American, for African Americans to move back to the Black Belt states of the South, where they once had been a majority or could be a majority, so specifically Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, South Carolina, uh, and Louisiana. And they, were, they began by purchasing land near Jackson, but there was a standoff with the police in the early 70s, which left one police officer killed and another wounded. And Chakwe Lumumba Sr. was not present at that standoff, but he, um, he ended up essentially going back to Detroit and finishing law school and becoming a civil rights lawyer. He represented Asada Shakur, Tupac Shakur, and basically a, a who's who of American black nationalists. And what are the politics today of, of, of the son, Chakwe Antar Lumumba? Well, it's interesting. I, I asked him, one of the things that I was curious about is what growing up in that kind of atmosphere politically did to his own politics. Yeah. And he just says he describes his politics as a politics of human rights rather than any particular you know, racial group. But the, the, his main stress is on self-determination, and that's both economic self-determination and political self-determination. So what he's trying to do in Jackson is to plant the seeds of a self-sufficient economy based on cooperatives rather than on conventional economic development, which in, involves a kind of game of limbo with corporations saying, you know, well, if you come here, your taxes will be lower than if you stay where you are. And our workers will accept, you know, lower wages. So instead of instead of joining the race to the bottom, he's trying to uh, to kickstart a local-based economy that's ba- that's rooted in cooperatives rather than in corporations, and that's both self-sufficient and replicable. In your article for The Nation reporting on your visit to Jackson, do you talk about asking him whether there are any cooperatives that are left in the United States that could provide any kind of model? And what, what did he tell you? Well, he came back right away. I mean, the funny thing is I, I was teasing him about trying to build socialism in one city, and he immediately came back with a reference to Barcelona Football Club, which, as every soccer fan knows, is one of the most successful sports franchises in the world. But as not everybody knows, it's owned by its supporters. So it's a hugely successful cooperative. And uh, as he reminded me, Ace Hardware is a cooperative. Land O'Lakes Butter is a cooperative. But what, <laughs> what really sort of surprised me is he said the greatest community-owned cooperative business in the world is the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> okay. So I guess uh, I guess cooperatives are alive and well, uh, not just in Barcelona, but uh, but in but in America. No, but there's, in America, there's, there's American is the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're talking here about Jackson, Mississippi. Though the our older listeners know that Jackson has a terrible history of white racist violence. That's where Medgar Evers was assassinated in 1963. He was the Mississippi head of the NAACP and shot in the back by Byron DeLock Beckwith. And and then in 1970, uh, right after Kent State, the local police uh, shot at a demonstrating st- a college students at Jackson State. They killed two. Killed two, shot 12 others. Uh, so... Jackson has has a a violent and horrible history of white racist action against uh, black civil rights and 
anti-war activists. Are there any white people left in Jackson now? Well, not so many. Jackson, I mean, it's interesting. When the Freedom Riders first arrived in Jackson in 1961, the city was 65% white. By the time they were shooting at the students protesting at Jackson State, that was down to a little over 50%, and it's now down to about 20%. So there aren't many whites left in Jackson. Most of them have moved out to Rankin or Madison counties, which are the two counties that are sort of bedroom communities for people who work in Jackson, because since it's the capital of the state, you know, they, they, they can't just move everything out. Yeah. They'd like to move everything out. And in fact, some state agencies have been moved out of the city limits. But, you know, it's, it's not practical to move everything out. So uh, a lot of people, a lot of white professional people commute in from the suburbs. And there's still, I mean, I was in Jackson for a week, and I think I spoke to one white person oh. at length. It's still very much socially a segregated city. And I should say that what Mayor Lumumba is trying to do is very much still opposed by the state power structure. And the politics in Mississippi at the moment are dominated by Tea Party Republicans. So these are not people who are happy to lend a hand to his endeavors. The mayor of Jackson, Chakwa Antar Lumumba, has his strategy involves setting up democratic organizations. This isn't just the mayor's uh, idea. There's something called Cooperation Jackson. What is Cooperation Jackson? Well, so there's, there's basically two thrusts to what they're trying to do in Jackson. And inter- interestingly, neither of them is explicitly racially themed. And I, I say that only because the people who are involved with them are, in many cases, people who come out of the Republic of New Africa or black nationalist, black power circles. But where they're concentrating their efforts at the moment are on this, on the one hand, Cooperation Jackson, so that's a group that aims to to start and incubate community-based cooperative enterprises, whether that's a catering business or whether it's a land bank for housing, because there's lots of abandoned land in Jackson. There's lots of abandoned housing, as there, as there are in many American cities, and also doing things like planting crops on abandoned land and trying to, do, trying to form a sort of locally-based fabrication business using 3D printing. So there's a sort of a tech hub aspect to it. So one thrust is economic, and the other is political. And that's the other thing, is that uh, Chakwe Antar Lumumba aims to be a radical in government, which means instead of sort of taking power and then governing in the way that previous administrations have, where there's a sort of favorite economic group, and you try and come to some kind of accommodation with the state power structure, the idea here is to hold what they call people's assemblies, where it's much more a a participatory democracy approach to governing a city. And it's not a small city, I should make clear. It's a city of 170,000. So we're talking about a pretty big city and a pretty ambitious effort to do a different kind of politics. Uh, we talked here briefly about socialism in one city, but Chakwe Antar Lumumba uh, thinks that this should apply to many cities. Yeah, they, what they want to do is they want to show that, the, that what can be done in Jackson can be replicated elsewhere. And in a way, that's what makes it so interesting. Yeah. 
to me, there it's definitely an uphill fight. But if they can do it in Jackson, Mississippi, then it's pretty hard to argue that they can't do it pretty much anywhere else. And how optimistic are you about this possible success of the most making Jackson the most radical city on the planet? Well, you know, as as one of the mayors, uh, as the mayor's chief of staff told me, they have to fix the potholes, and people need to know that the, that the city is being competently run and competently managed. And after decades of systematic disinvestment, that's they have a lot of ground to make up. So you know. Even doing that, if they can do that, that would certainly be a moral victory. If they can turn to turn it into the most radical city in the country or on the planet, that's a big ask. But, you know, one of the things that I kept on being reminded of when I was in Jackson is that we're, we're talking about Mississippi, a state that other civil rights workers in the 60s didn't want to go to because they were afraid to be there. And we're talking about a part of Mississippi that the people who were already working in Mississippi didn't want to go to because they were afraid of getting killed if they went there. So, you know, we were talking about politically the most benighted corner of our country. And I kept on running into people who are still involved in politics who started out risking their lives to get people to register to vote. And 50 years later, they're still at it. And, you know, this is uh, Chuck Antolamumba is not the first black mayor in Jackson. He's the fourth or fifth. So, you know, when you, when you spend your, your days talking to people who've already done the impossible once, I sort of feel like it's not my place to say this can't happen again. I would say they have a tough fight on their hands, but on the other hand, there are people with a rich history of accomplishing against incredible odds. D.D. Guttenplant, his report on Jackson appears in The Nation magazine. You can read it online at thenation.com. Don, thanks so much for talking with us today. Thanks, John. You've been listening to Start Making Sense, the weekly podcast of The Nation magazine. You can hear more interviews like this one at thenation.com, and you can subscribe to Start Making Sense at iTunes Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Wiener. Thanks for listening. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.